Welcome, welcome to another edition of Fixing the Talk Sports. I'm your host, Ryan Brown, and joining me today are the hockey boys, whatever you want to call us. It's Nick, it's Zach, it's Mike Barry, and we are here to talk some hockey as the NHL season wraps up. So we're going to talk some Bruins. We're also going to look around the league NHL as the season winds down, the playoffs uh, are set to get underway in the next week or so. So let's, let's start things off with a Bruins season recap. So currently entering their penultimate game tonight against the Islanders, which they're tied 2-2 in the third period with the Islanders. They sit 32 wins, 15 regulation losses, and seven overtime losses, shootout losses. Uh, that gives them a grand total of 71 points with two games remaining. Uh, that puts them third in the Eastern Division, one point ahead of the Islanders, who they are, as I mentioned, playing right now as we record on this Monday night. They've got a playoff spot clinched, so they have top four status. They're locked in. They will be playing in the postseason, but it remains to be seen whether or not they will be the third or the fourth seed in the East. So with that being said, let's get our thoughts on, on the Bruins season uh, since it's pretty much over to, at this point, uh, at least the regular season is. So, Nick, I'll start with you. Thoughts on the Bruins year 2020-2021? Well, I mean, I'd say the same thing that we've probably mentioned on each podcast, and it's just been a roller coaster. I mean, in general, um, it's been a pretty good season, I'd say, but there are tons of things you can look at, uh, pros and cons, good things, bad things over the course of the whole season. You know, they went through a tough injury phase where a lot of their defensemen were down, but they battled through it, and they still managed to win 30-plus games, and uh, they sit in a pretty nice spot going forward. It, Sounds like they want to be playing Washington. I want them to play Washington. Um, so I'm, I'm very impressed with the way they played this series, this season, given that we kind of expected them to take a bit of a, uh, a drop-off. Not too big, but a bit of a drop-off, given that they were losing Tory Krug and Zdeno Chara. But that seems to not have affected them as much as people may have thought in the beginning. So I'm very impressed with how they've played this year. Way to spoil one of the bullet points for later on the show. Good job there. Uh, Zach, I'm just go really ahead. good at this. What can I say? No, you're terrible. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, from the, st- from the beginning of the season, I uh, kind of be happy with where they are now. But the way they started out, they were the hottest team in hockey. Um, and now to come in third in your division, it's a little bit of a letdown from there. Um, but – you know, they got to handle their business either tonight or tomorrow and get the third seed. Uh, overall, I mean, Marshan's been a beast all year, but he had a lot of guys that just, like, the brust didn't live up to snuff. Uh, I mean, Nick Ritchie did what you kind of expected him to do. Uh, Taylor Hall's been pleasant, pleasant surprise in, after the trade. I think seven goals with the Bruins now after his goal tonight in 16 games he's coming along very nice it looks like a good piece on there on the second line with Krejci finally giving him some some help scoring some goals so I'm very very hopeful for this team Mike yeah um to kind of go off what uh Zach and Nick were saying it's definitely been an up and down ride here but 
you know, I think I think after the trade deadline, you're really seeing what this team's made of. Uh, Tuka Rask has, has come to play. I think at one point after he came back from injury, he was uh, six wins, uh, six and zero oh maybe, um, with a nine seven five or so save percentage. So, you know, it's he came back. You know, he, there was some goalie carousel work with the three goalies, Swayman, uh, Vladar, and Halak, and he came back and showed that. You know, it, it's his spot to be one. So going into the playoffs, I think that's a great problem to have. You have, you know, your top goalie riding hot. You have your backup who's played phenomenal, and, and I hope to be Swayman for the playoffs. But no official word yet. But hopefully that that comes to fruition. Um, you know, and they're playing Bruins hockey. They've they've you know shuffled up the lines to a certain degree all year long. But you know, keeping that top two top two unit together, uh, especially now with Taylor Hall in the mix. I think they're in a good spot right now. Um, so hopefully, you know, they ride this wave into the playoffs. Yeah, I believe Tuca is 6-0-2 entering tonight since he returned from injury. So, yeah, he's been clicking on all cylinders, uh, which is what you love to see headed into the postseason. Um, obviously, we've we've hit some points that I wanted to get towards. We'll start off with, uh, with Zach's uh spoiler uh we're, we'll talk some standouts and some disappointments uh zach hit on some of his uh nick why don't you hit on some of yours uh i mean if you want to if you can at least cut the season in half and you look at the second half i think jeremy swayman is your biggest standout i mean he qualifies for uh top in the league in goals against average at 144 so i i don't think there's another guy that you can pick I mean, there's obviously other guys you can't pick, but I think the, the biggest standout has been, has been Jeremy Swayman. Now, if you're talking about the whole season as a whole, then, I mean, you're probably looking at other guys in the lineup. I would say probably like a even a Craig Smith. He started slow and we were all yelling at him, but then he went on a big stretch uh, later on in the season. And he hasn't – he's been actually a very good signing, I would say. Still would have preferred Mike Hoffman, but happy with the way Craig Smith at least finished out the season. All right, Mike, what about you? Well, I think one of the biggest disappointments this year has been the pride of Weymouth himself, Charlie Coyle. Um, he's been a shell of himself this year, hasn't been able to contribute to, to the scoring and the points. Um, he's, he's caught a little bit of an injury bug right now, but throughout the whole season, he's you know, he's been a ghost of himself. So that's probably been the biggest disappointment. And uh, I think a standout for me is Brad Marchand, uh, leading the team in points, I believe, um, in goals as well, and kind of taking that top goal-scoring spot from Pashtunak. Um, he's contributing in all in all phases of the game, power play, shorthanded goals, even strength. Uh, he's really been a strong suit, and, you know, hopefully he's able to, to remain uh, the hot hand going into um, push for the cup here. Zach, any other players uh, you want to throw out there for standouts or disappointments, in your opinion? Oh, uh, no, these guys covered it pretty good. All right, so let's move on to the goalie situation. Uh, Mike alluded to it with Tuka Rask back in between the pipes, coming back from his injury. He's been rock solid there. And so now the question becomes, whenever he if he runs into a bad stretch in the playoffs who should get the nod to try and and replace him should it be halak or should it be swayman halak obviously off, offers a bit more in terms of playoff experience uh arguably but swayman has 
been playing a lot better than Halak this year. As you said, Nick, I think it was like a one four four goals against something like that. Correct. So, I, I guess the question is, and uh, I'll start with you, Nick. Who would you rather have as the backup, Swayman or Halak? Yeah, I don't. I don't mean to keep this conversation extremely short, but this isn't even a debate. I mean, I don't. You, you could talk about playoff experience, but Halak's had nothing but like pretty subpar playoff experience, and not in the quantity. I'm talking about the quality. Uh, I mean, we saw we saw what Halak's ceiling was last year when Rask left the bubble, and it was just Yaroslav Halak and Dan Vladar to play goalie for the Bruins. They got destroyed by the Lightning, who obviously were the best team in the league. But still, point being, you had a guy like Swayman who's gotten a good amount of uh, games played during the regular season at the NHL level, and he's played lights-out hockey, and the Bruins have even protected him well. I think the Bruins play better defense for some reason with Swayman's in that than Tuca. Uh, I, I don't know if that's a coincidence or not, but nonetheless, Swayman's got to be the guy. And it's the end of discussion. If Halak is the back of goalie going into the playoffs, I, I will be furious, but I don't think they're that stupid. Zach, do you agree with him? <laughs> I mean, yeah. Uh, Swayman, he's the future. Halak's not the future. So you might as well let the guy ride the pine and take some experience from this. Uh, he's not going to play at all, but it, it, the backup goalie is not, not going to play. It doesn't really matter. So, Sure, put him out there so you can get the feel of what it feels like to go through the game day every day of being the guy in the playoffs. So you think there's no chance like that Rask implodes or has a bad stretch in the playoffs? And they, they... Uh, I don't think it matters. Even if he has a bad stretch, he's not coming out. Okay. Mike, what are, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I think it's going to be Swayman. Um, Halak had a chance a few nights ago to kind of prove himself to see if he's going to be that backup. Let in a few goals, had kind of a temper tantrum, kind of freaking out every time he let in a goal. So I think that was a shot uh, from Bruce Cassidy to prove himself, see if he's going to be on the playoff roster. And I don't think he passed the test. So I think they're going to ride Swayman as the backup, obviously, to get a start. Um, you know, in the first series, we'll get, you know, see if Duke is, you know, playoff ready and the playoff mindset. Hopefully, he's a better mindset than last year. Uh, with everything going on um, around his personal life and all that. But, yeah, I think I think it's going to be a shorter lease than in years past, especially with how well Swayman has played. So if, if Tuca is, you know, kind of going down the, the wrong path here at, in the first game or two, I think he gets pulled rather quickly and, and then gives Swayman a shot. All right. So let's let's now move on and talk about potential playoff matchups for the Bruins now. Obviously, they're going to be either the third or the fourth seed. They don't have a chance. They could tie for second, but they wouldn't win the tiebreaker with the Capitals. So they're either going to be the three seed playing the Capitals or the four seed playing the Penguins. Uh, if they play the Penguins, they actually won the season series over Pittsburgh five to three. If they play the Capitals in the two three matchup in the Eastern Division, uh, they were four and three against the Capitals, uh, four, one and two to be precise. They still have that eighth and final matchup tomorrow night. Um, interestingly enough, the only team in the four team playoffs of the East that the Bruins didn't do well against is the team they're playing tonight. And that would be the New York Islanders. And they wouldn't have a chance to play them until the second round. So uh, I guess the question becomes 
who do you guys want the Bruins to play in the first round? Do you want them to play the Penguins or the Capitals? And Zach, I'll start with you. Uh, I'd like to see him play the Capitals. Uh, you know, just for the storyline, go back up against Big Z and uh, Vetchkin's my favorite player of all time. So just see him play, go up against the Bruins too. I'd love that. Uh, and obviously they've had a good record against both teams. I mean, the playoffs is just, it's a different animal once you get there. So anything could happen. I wouldn't put too, too much stock into the regular season standings in that. Mike, who would you want the Bruins to play? I think it's gotta be Washington. Um, with a, a few injuries, especially Ovechkin. Um, and then Tom Wilson went down too. Um, they're, they're kind of, Dinged up going into the playoffs right now. Um, and the Bruins have played real well um, against them this season. I, I, I think that they're, they're the better matchup, especially for the first round. Um, and, then they, and then hopefully in the second round, you know, I don't want to see the Islanders in the second round. So hopefully, you know, Pittsburgh takes care of business and maybe the Islanders grind them down into a five, six, seven game series and the Bruins get out of there in five games with their, with their matchup with Washington. So, for me, it's got to be Washington. Nick, do you agree with them? Yeah, as you could probably guess, I do agree with them. I think Washington is just set up for an easier matchup than Pittsburgh. And like Mike said, we want nothing to do with the Islanders because they've just been giving the Bruins so much trouble this year. Uh, and I honestly – I think the way it is is because they're just such a big physical team and they're very defensive-minded. And the Bruins being a team that doesn't score very often or as much as other teams in the league, uh, the Islanders pose a really big problem to the way the Bruins play. So luckily we don't have to deal with them in the first round. Hopefully, like Mike said, Pittsburgh takes care of them. But with all the injuries, I think even TJ Oshie got hurt the other day for the Caps too. Um, so they've got the injury bug. They're the better matchup. Their goaltending is worse than Pittsburgh. Tristan Jari has been on fire as, as of late. And I think Vit Vanacek is the, the guy you want to be shooting the puck against in the first round. So um, I'm definitely looking to hope uh, to be rooting for a, Bruins Washington series in the first round yeah Pittsburgh is definitely the better team they're also the harder team having won eight of their last 10 games uh but the Capitals if if Tom Wilson plays I mean he's we've already seen him uh try and commit murder on Brandon Carlo uh and was suspended <laughs> seven games for that so I, I I'm a little surprised that nobody brought that up as a potential reason for why not to play the Capitals and that that guy could just try and take out your whole team before you even get out of that round. But uh, interesting enough. Let's look at uh, the other play potential playoff matchups in the other divisions. So we'll start here with the central first. The Hurricanes have the top spot locked up. They'll be playing the Nashville Predators in the first round. And that means we'll get Florida and Tampa Bay in a first round matchup. What are your guys' thoughts on the central? We'll start with Mike. I mean, it's you're gonna have one of the tannest matchups going with Florida and Tampa Bay, I guess, right? Um, but no, I, I, I think it's a pretty much a, a surprise that you see Carolina up at the top and you don't even see the, the Stanley Cup finalist Dallas in, in the playoff mix this year. Um, I am surprised how well Florida did this year. Um, 36, 14, and five, 77 points overall. Um, they might be the dark horse coming out of that division. So it's going to be an interesting uh, set of matchups here. Nick? 
Yeah, I just want to toot my own horn all the way back to the very first episode we recorded on fixing for hockey because I told you Florida was going to be good this year. And I got some oohs and some ahs and some uh, not so uh, not so sure about that one, Chiefs. Uh, and Florida sitting pretty in second place in the Central right now. So I always want to take the W for that. But also, I got to agree, Carolina, they came out of nowhere. This guy who I've never even heard of before, and I'm going to botch his last name, Alex Nigel. Nadelchikovic, uh, whatever. Uh, he is like top five in the league in goals against average. And he's just, in, he's been insane this year for them. Um, well, if you remember back to that original fix in the hockey pod, you'll remember that I told you Carolina was the sleeper team and not to sleep on them. And so we were all right. Oh. So I mean, everybody saying, was just on good takes. Shouldn't have been out of nowhere, Nick. I tried to tell you. <laughs> well, I mean, yes, but still, go. yes, it was a sleeper pick. You're telling us not to sleep on them, but obviously everybody was going to go into the season sleeping on them a little bit at least. But, uh, look, they've, they've played fantastically this season. Um, I, I can't wait to see who the two teams that come out of um, the first round in this division because uh, it's going to be a hell of a matchup to decide who takes the central. Zach? Yeah, I mean, one thing that's just really cool is you get Carolina and Nashville playing in a in a playoff series that never would have happened outside of this format. Uh, team generally from the East and the West, so you know you get get a underdog Carol or a sleeper Carolina. Great pick by Ryan. Way better than picking the two seed. Um, <laughs> and you know you get the surprise Sorry. Tampa Bay Lightning team three seed. There's they're still dangerous, man. Uh, they're they're still scary. Should be fun. 100% agree on that. So let's, let's move on over to the North division. This one's all been mucked up because as we mentioned last time, uh, Vancouver uh, is still trying to recover from COVID. They're back on the ice, uh, but they're just playing like pretty much like every two out of every three days. They are just grinding games to try and get the the schedule completed. And it's going to take an extra week for the North division to finish their schedule due to it. Uh, right now, the Maple Leafs are the division winners. They'll have the one seed. They'll likely be playing the Canadians unless either the Canucks or Flames somehow pretty much went out in their remaining games, which is doubtful. Uh, so that'll leave us with an Edmonton and Winnipeg matchup in the 2-3 and a Toronto and most likely Montreal. So, Zach, you can lead us off on the North Division. Do you have any thoughts here? Um, I mean, Toronto is just a – just a wagon up there in, in that division. Um, but you, you can't count out Connor McDavid and how special he is just to turn it on and just absolutely carry Edmonton to, uh, to the promised land. I mean, it should, it should be Edmonton, Toronto moving on against each other. And that should be one heck of a series, man. Uh, Austin Matthews against Connor McDavid and dry and Mitch Marner, man, uh, lots of goals. I'm excited. Mike. Yeah, so looking at this division, I definitely took the L on picking the sleeper back when we first uh, predicted what the playoffs were going to be. <laughs> um, you know, I was I was kind of close with Edmonton, um, but yeah, it's the two seed right now. But my gosh, Vancouver being the cellar dwellers in that Canadian division with the with the amount of talent that they have, uh, and the you know on paper the depth that they have from the goalie on out, 
it's kind of an embarrassment to look at. Uh, I don't know why I picked them um, <laughs> to be behind, to be six points clear of Ottawa for last place is just, yes, they have, you know, seven games left or, or what have you, but you know, it, it, they're just going to, they're just playing for pride at this point. Um, but, you know, like Zach said, I, I'm really, I'm really looking forward to honestly the second round because I think it's just going to be, Toronto Edmonton do their do their thing and clean up their matchups and that's really going to be a a solid series. No faith in Connor Hellebuck in the Winnipeg Jets. I don't like it, Nick. Oh, you're going to hate what I have to say, Ben. I think Edmonton's going to sweep uh, uh, Winnipeg, <laughs> dude. The way McDavid's playing right now, he's an absolute wagon. Winnipeg doesn't stand a chance against Edmonton. It's going to look real bad if they end up winning. But look. Edmonton is the wagon right here. And Toronto and Edmonton, like Zach said, is going to be uh, one hell of a series. Probably might be the series I'm looking forward to. Uh, I, I, it's close between that central matchup. Um, but it's it's one of the most exciting matchups, I would say, I'm looking forward to uh, in the playoffs if it happens. Yeah, speaking of McDavid, I saw a stat on Twitter that Connor McDavid has more – three plus point games than he does games where he had zero points is is that not insane it's insane i mean he the thing is when he steps onto the ice he's guaranteed to contribute in some way or fashion and in, in points not just in like intangibles but like he's going to move the puck or put it in the net in it's, it's insane mm. all right and let's wrap things up with the west division uh, it's a three-horse race up top, and then you've got the Blues locked in at the four spot. Vegas has inside track to the one seed uh, at the at this time, uh, but Colorado still is lurking and has a chance if they can win out. Uh, but most likely, we're going to see Vegas taking on St. Louis and then Colorado-Minnesota as the two West Division matchups. So, Mike, I'll, I'll let you lead off here. What are your thoughts on the West I think um, looking at looking at the standings right now, Vegas, Colorado, Minnesota, and St. Louis. I think this is probably one of the more well-rounded um, divisions. Um, but it's you know it's it's not a surprise that where Minnesota is this year with how much of a human highlight real Kirill Kaprizov is. He is you know not saying he's on the same level as McDavid, but just this year, every game you watch, every highlight you watch of him on Twitter, it was just. He just make he just finds space. He has such a quick release of the shot. Um, he's definitely gonna he's definitely a lock right now for you know the Calder, the rookie of the year, I think. Um, so that's gonna be an interesting uh, interesting matchup here. Who knows if it's gonna be Vegas at the top or Colorado at the top, but um, there's gonna be some tough matchups, I think. Uh, Minnesota could, you know, they could spark fire and maybe beat one of those top two seeds on, on who they face. So it could be interesting. I think, I think Minnesota comes out of it and uh, I think Colorado comes out of that, that first round as well. So Colorado, Minnesota in the second round, that's going to be a, a lot of goals scored and a lot of exciting hockey. I think. You think Colorado is going to get the one seed? I don't know if we'll get the one seed, but uh, we'll see. Yeah. Cause uh, they're on track. Colorado and Minnesota are on track to play each other in the first round. So we'll see. Zach, what are your thoughts on the West? Yeah. A lot like Mike said, it's a really well-rounded division. Um, 
love to see Kaprasov more on national TV. I mean, the Minnesota Wild, how often are they on fucking TV at all over here in the East Coast? Uh, I don't think I've seen one one of their games on TV at all. But, yeah, it should be a really fun, a really fun division. Uh, I mean, the Blues are kind of whatever. So whoever gets that one seed kind of just has a bye, uh, in my opinion. But the 2-3 should be a very, very fun matchup, regardless of who it is. Nick? Yeah, I, I just want to uh, rebound right off of what Zach said. That is absolutely a buy. The Blues has shitters. Tory Krug should be embarrassed that he left for more money to go play for St. Louis. They suck. They're going to get destroyed. <laughs> um, Marc-Andre Fleury's been a tank this season, and uh, you know goalies control your, your future in the playoffs. So I'm looking to see Vegas. I think they can come out with it, but it's going to be tight between those top three teams. Now, before we get into our, our final playoff predictions, who we think will advance out of each of the four divisions and who we, we see getting to the Stanley Cup final and taking home the cup, uh, let's, I do want to touch on the whole Tom Wilson situation. Uh, we mentioned him a little bit earlier, but uh, he, he got himself back in the headlines uh, for another incident on, on the ice. He, during a, a, a after-the-whistle scrum, he punched a Rangers forward in the back of the head into the ice while the player was face down on the ice. And all he got was a $5,000 fine and no suspension, which apparently uh, was not to the uh, approval of the New York Rangers organization who went on to issue a statement calling Wilson's act quote horrifying and demanding the removal of the NHL's uh, head of player safety for doing nothing. Uh, so, fuck yeah. This was uh, quite the controversy. Uh, Zach, you look pretty energized, or sound pretty energized to talk about this. So I'll let you uh, get I love that in. shit, man. You know, fuck Tom Wilson. That was a pussy ass move. He should have been, uh, been suspended way longer. It's ridiculous that he didn't get anything, and I love that they're call- they're calling him out. And that guy should be fucking fired. He's a moron. Tom Tom Wilson is a scumbag. He should not be playing hockey anymore. Just an absolutely er- egregious miss by the by the union. Yeah, I was. My question was going to be: Should Tom Wilson, the scumbag player, need to be banned from the sport? So Zach clearly says yes. Mike, what do you say? Um, it, I mean, uh, yes, the, what he did was definitely uncalled for and shouldn't be part of the game. Um, but the response from the Rangers organization just seems like it was just a, the cap on the clown show that, that the year was, you know, they have so much talent. They had, they had their, you know, the young stud Lafreniere come in at number one and he, he was, a you weren't able to see him on the ice. He was so invisible. He was a ghost throughout the year. Um, and then in this situation where, you know, they they didn't really um, come to the bell on that. You know, yes, there were six fights in the first period, but like, they, it just seemed like they weren't they they weren't able to kind of fight back to the bully. Um, the problem with Tom Wilson is he's such a great player outside of his shenanigans that he pulls, you know, a few times a season. Um, yes, I think he should have been suspended. If he was suspended, I don't think. You would have had the, the Wednesday night fight night last week. Um, but, you know, 
I think he should have been suspended at least a few games going into the playoffs, but because um, I think he's just gonna he's gonna be headhunting, especially you know uh, the Bruins not having as many big guys on the ice. I think he's probably gonna go after your top line. He's gonna probably gonna go after your goal scorers, um, especially if Washington gets down early. If they're down one or two games early, I think you'll see him kind of have more questionable actions uh, towards the Bruins. Nick? Yeah, so uh, I'm with Zach in some respects, and I'm also – I agree with Mike in, in some. Um, you know, you watch over the replay, the hit to Panarin on the head. Um, it wasn't an extremely forceful hit, but apparently it was enough to knock Panarin out for the year, uh, which was surprising watching the replay back. But uh, maybe it was the body slam. But nonetheless, uh, I don't think he should have been banned from hockey. But the thing is with Tom Wilson, the suspensions he's got, I think the most, the biggest suspension he's ever got was like five or seven games or something like that. I think, I think they should have just handed him like a big boy suspension. Because at some point you got to teach this guy, like, hey, you can't do this shit anymore. I don't know if you guys have noticed, but Brad Marchand used to get like in a lot of trouble with like the, the union or whatever for some of the stuff he would pull, like he was you know, licking people's faces and biting people or whatever. And he, he's kind of stopped doing that a little bit. He still gets a guy's head, but it's usually like not like suspendable or finable stuff. Um, because they told him, they were like, if you keep doing this, we're going to suspend you. I don't know why Tom Wilson isn't getting the same treatment when he's doing similar stuff. So I would have definitely liked to see a bigger suspension and a bigger fine. A $5,000 fine is an absolute joke. Why this is the maximum allowed by the CBA is a joke. These guys make millions of dollars. Granted, other sports make more, but they make millions of dollars. Five grand is like $5 to us. Like, it's a joke. Uh, And George Paros, the reason why this guy, uh, which I love this statement, by the way, everything except for the, quote, horrifying act of violence. uh, I know that was kind of laughable, but um, (laughs) everything else I loved. Because uh, it's just drama, a sucker for it. But um, George Peros, the, when he played hockey, he played it the same way Tom Wilson did. Obviously, in a different era, so that kind of stuff was just allowed and happened more often than it is today. But um, he played the same way as Tom Wilson does. So he, he's, you know, he's a tough sob, and so of course he's not going to come down as hard as Tom Wilson. He probably thinks he's like a son, the second son or something. Um, but. I, I mean, this is the kind of stuff – I love the drama, but obviously hate to see anybody get hurt because of some doofus who just plays hockey the wrong way. Uh, and I just wish at some point they would teach him a lesson, uh, a bigger lesson, because clearly they haven't gotten through this big, dumb idiot skull yet that he can't play hockey this way. But this is the reason why you need guys – you need some big bully players like Andrew Ferentz and Sean Thornton back in the day for the Bruins uh, that if, if this were to happen – if Tom Wilson were to do something to uh, like Pasternak or Marshawn, right? You had parents or like Thornton in today's uh, today's Bruins team, they would be fucking Tom Wilson shit up immediately. Like right after the hit, the next play, they'd be fighting like constantly. And this is why I think Trent Frederick and uh, Kevin Miller are going to be such big assets for the Bruins. I don't expect Frederick to play too much, but you saw him earlier in the season when the uh, Capitals and Bruins played. Frederick was getting up in Ovechkin's face, which I thought was stupid, but I mean, I kind of loved it at the same time. But he would do the same thing with Wilson. He would get up in his face, fight back, 
you know, back up his guys. And Kevin Miller, I, this guy's a tank. So if there's anybody I'd like to see really lay a hit on Wilson, it would be Kevin Miller because he would do some absolute fucking damage. So that's why I'm pretty excited to see the Bruins play the Capitals. And it looks like it's going to happen because the Bruins just took down the Islanders in overtime on a Taylor Hall absolute butte backhanded goal. Hmm. So one thing I do want to point out about what you said, Nick, uh, you said uh, you thought Carlo's longest or Tom Wilson's longest suspension Wilson. was like, yeah, five to seven games. Well, if you were paying attention earlier, I did say he got suspended seven games for the Carlo. Ah, piss. Well, I mean, that's probably, I subconsciously probably heard that. That's why I happened to say it. Yeah. <laughs> Regardless, I, I do agree with what a lot of the things that you guys are saying. I, I I'm baffled that he wasn't suspended for it. Um, a ban probably is a, a bit of a stretch to ask for. I, I don't think it would have been unwarranted. Uh, but at the same time, I, I think when you start talking about banning players for something, you, you enter a whole new discussion. Uh, so it's got to be something truly, truly just awful. To, <laughs> even if they do have this ridiculous history of being a scumbag. Yeah, I feel like you've got to kill a referee or something to get like banned. Yeah, yeah I, don't, I don't know if you actually have to murder somebody to get banned. Oh, oh, I was speaking I, metaphorically, not literal murder on ice. Come on. Uh, I don't know, but I, I feel like it's got to be a little bit worse, uh, but we'll see. Uh, but let's... Like, it, it's tough because, like, Tom Wilson, yeah, he's a he's an 18 year scumbag, but, like, he's the type of player that, that draws a certain demographic in, the, you know, the old school rough, rough hockey, you know. Last Wednesday was one of the highest rated games of the entire year on NBCSN. So, you know, it speaks volumes to kind of the player that he is. Yes, he'll he'll fight you, but also take the puck and he'll score a couple goals a game. So he's he's one of those kind of players that I think if he was a fourth line kind of uh, scrub out there, I think he would be suspended. You know, ten games, something like that. But since he's since he's a, a household name and since he's since he's such a, a kind of electrifying player in his own regard, I think he, he was kind of let off with a slap on the wrist. Now that was the Wednesday night game. You're talking about the fallout uh, rematch between the, the Rangers and Capitals, right? Yeah. Yeah. That one. Yeah. That, <laughs> what was it like six or seven fights within the first couple minutes? Yeah. Six, three uh, off the opening face off. And I think there was a total of a hundred penalty minutes in the, in the first period and then after that once the zambonis came out clean the ice it was all washington and the rangers didn't really put up a fight to throughout the rest of the game so mm. and you know i don't know what the actual injury was but tom wilson going down with with a upper body injury to leave the game was a suspect at best um i don't know if he didn't want to catch another injury or something going into the playoffs or something like that but i thought that was a bit of a yeah, a little bit of a soft move there by uh, by Mr. Wilson. Yeah. All right. Let's uh, wrap things up here with our final playoff predictions. Uh, let's start with the Central. I am going to take the Hurricanes to come out of the Central. I, I just – I think it's going to be Carolina and Tampa as the final two teams here. And I just like Carolina. I like what I've seen from them. And I got to stick with my sleeper pick. So I'll, I'll take Carolina. Yeah, I'm going to go. Ah, oh, piss. Piss. I knew that was going to happen. <laughs> go ahead, Zach. Uh, I'm going to go with Tampa. Uh, you, 
I just can't bet against it against their experience there. And I don't, I just, you guys had nice sleeper picks. I just don't have faith in them going as far as Tampa. Yeah, I'll stick to my guns as well and uh, go with Florida. Yo, Mike, are you going to take a, you can take Nashville? No, I was, I was going to say Florida. So if you want to give the shield hey, on Florida, hey. by all means. Hop on the bandwagon, baby. Hop on the boat. All right, moving to the East Division. Uh, so now we know the first matchups are locked in. It'll be Pittsburgh versus New York Islanders and Washington versus the Boston Bruins. Nick, who do you like coming out of the East? Oh, I mean, it's, uh, you know, I I just – it's like uh, I, I'm going to go with the Bruins. I mean, it's a homer pick, but, like, uh, how can I not root for my team? And I think they got all the tools they've shown it this year that they can beat all these teams, so why not us? You know what I'm saying? I'm picking the Bruins. Let's go. Mike? Yeah, I'm going to go with the homer pick as well. Um with the goalie makeup and in the kind of rekindling of the of the second line, crazy line, I think everything is kind of going in the right direction for the Bruins. So they come out of the East as as the team to go for the cup. Zach, do you want to make it three for three? Uh, no. Uh, reverse hard psychology. Take give me give me the Islanders. They play, <laughs> they play really what? hard, hard hockey. Tough hockey, they're oh, big so team. Good. Give me the Islanders. They're gonna beat Pittsburgh, then they're gonna beat the Bruins, no doubt. Stop, bro. Well, I'm also gonna take the Bruins. Uh, I just, I know Zach, you were saying that the regular season doesn't matter too much when it comes to head-to-head, but the fact that the Bruins were able to win the season series against both the Penguins and the Capitals, uh, I mean, I and the way they're playing of late, I, I, I like their chances. I really do. So I'm also gonna gonna take the homer pick and have Bruins advance out of the East. I'm gonna I'm gonna throw a little a little note in here. If uh, if somehow I'm gonna say if Jeremy Swayman is able to start in like 40 percent of playoff games, the Bruins will win the Stanley Cup. Wow. Do you want to bet money on that? Because I mean, uh, no, because I like Zach said, I don't think they're gonna really go with him that much. But I. I think if they did, I would have a lot of confidence in them winning the cup. Interesting. All right, let's move, let's move on to the North Division. Uh, Mike, who you got coming out of the North? Well, I think I got to go with my pick from earlier on the year. Uh, I got to go with Edmonton. Um, Connor McDavid lighting it up, hundred points, hundred plus points in however many games in the truncated season year. Um, Yes, Toronto has been the top dog in that Canadian division, but I think Edmonton, they go the distance and and they play. Um, I won't give away who they play, but uh, Edmonton comes out of, of the North Division to uh, bring glory back to Canada. All right, Zach, who you got? Oh, give me the best player in the world, Connor McDavid. Slam dunk. Nick? Yeah, I'm cuckoo for Connor McDavid, baby. I'm riding with Edmonton and Mike Smith, who's had a fantastic season. Ride the goalies through the playoffs. Let's get it. Jack Campbell sucks. See, I'm going to have to disagree because I told you Toronto was the team to beat in this division from day one, and they lived nah, up to Edmonton's it. Edmonton's the team to beat. No, no. It, I told you it was Toronto, and they are the team to beat. You have and... the best player in the world. You are the team to beat. I don't care what you say. 
I don't care what you are saying now. Toronto will find their way out of the North Division. That's fair. Agree, disagree. And then that leaves us with just the West Division. I have the Colorado Avalanche coming out of the West. Uh, I think that they're rounding back into shape. Nathan McKinnon is back in the lineup tonight. Uh, I think they're getting healthy at just the right time. Uh, so I like the Avalanche to come out of the West. Nick, what about you? I'm riding Marc-Andre Fleury in the Vegas Golden Knights. They've, uh, they've got some good playoff experience, I think, just a bit more than Colorado. You know, they had that Stanley Cup trip um, against the Capitals a couple years back. I'm going to ride with Vegas and those boys and Shea Theodore and, and uh, Mark Stone and see if uh, they can make me 4-4 four for four these predictions. Zach? Give me the young boys. Give me the wild. Ooh, I was wondering if someone was going to do that. All right. What about you, Mike? Take the blues. Oh, I'm going to have to go with Zach here. He took me <laughs> off of that. Uh, yeah, just just Kaprizov alone. He, he's just a game changer whenever he's out there. And the, from what I've – some of the games that I've seen in the wild, they're just a, they're just a, a solid team. So, um, yeah, Minnesota, they're coming out of the West. That's a dog pick if yeah, I've ever seen to, one. I, I, I went to I went to school with a kid from Minnesota, big Wild fan, and he's just been living in mediocrity for like forever. It seems so. I, I mean, the, I'm sure he's probably seething and ha- like in, in, in like anxiety, and uh, he's probably overhyped for this playoff run with the good team that they have. All right, now that we've given out who are, we think will be the final four teams remaining in the Stanley Cup playoffs. Let's give our Stanley Cup final matchup and prediction. Mike, you, you gave away one of your teams, so I'll let you start off. You got Edmonton, who you got them playing, and who wins? Edmonton versus the Bruins, and I think it's going to be the year Connor McDavid. I think he might raise the cup this year, might defy all odds with, with everything going on, and it might it might be another situation where the Bruins go deep, but they just can't can't deal the deal. So I'm gonna go with Edmonton winning the cup. So right. let me just let me just butt yeah. in. So there are they re they they reseed after the four division. Yes. Correct? So what will happen is they'll take the final four teams, and whoever has the best regular season record will face the team with the worst remaining regular season record. Okay, because I mean, yeah, that's why I'm, I'm, I'm doing the same thing. I'm trying to figure out who the hell would be playing who. All right, so while you um, guys do that, I will give mine. So in my scenario, I would have Carolina taking on the Boston Bruins, and I would have Maple Leafs and Avalanche. Uh, I think the Stanley Cup will be Colorado versus Boston. Uh, and just like Mike, I have the Bruins falling just a bit short again. I think Colorado takes home the cup. Okay, so if I'm if I'm looking at this correctly, at least based off where things are right now, uh, I'm going to say my Stanley Cup Finals is going to be uh, Vegas and Boston, and uh, I'm I mean I'm going to ride with the Bruins, but if anybody's going to beat them, I I'm going to ride with Vegas. Okay, so my final would be the Wild and the oilers that would be a great has that i don't think that has that ever happened 
I know some of these matchups are different because of COVID this year, but like, has that Western Conference Finals even ever happened before? Probably not. I don't know if the I don't even know if the Wild <laughs> made the playoffs before. Um, <laughs> sir, that's just assault on a franchise. <laughs> Minnesota listeners, we 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 apologize. He didn't know it. Gonna, he didn't know I'm better. Go to Google right now. Minnesota but Wild. Minnesota will be just error, like. Error. Minnesota will be just like Vegas a few years ago, a young team and fall just short. Connor McDavid gets gets his cup, brings glory to Canada. Oh, I got an answer, actually. Hold on. Uh they've they made the playoffs nine times in the past 20 years. Um okay. in the, the past 10 seasons, they've made the playoffs six times. They only have two series wins. Um, All right. So they they show up, but then they get shown out. So, yeah. All right. I think that's going to do it for this episode. Do you guys have any final thoughts on the season that was for both the Bruins and the league as a whole? Actually, just another, just another little wild note there. Uh, the Minnesota wild have never won a Stanley cup finals. The closest they came to winning a championship was an Oh three. And they lost in the conference finals to who Man. I will have to figure that out. Hold on. Actually, it's right here. Uh, they lost to Anaheim. Man, oh. that's wild. Oh, I, I think God. we got to end it. Yeah. Uh, for, for, for Zach Lacey, <laughs> for Nick Brown, and for Mike Berry, I'm Ryan Brown. Fuck We're signing off. Fuck Dude. God. Freaking do for you.